they now let him go on alone. And as he went, his breast was filled more and more with the forest solitude, but he still heard the little bell with which the others were so satisfied, and now and then, when the wind blew, he could also hear the people singing, who were sitting at tea where the confectioner had his tent. But the deep sound of the bell rose louder. It was almost as if an organ were accompanying it, and the tones came from the left hand, the side where the heart is placed. A rustling was heard in the bushes, and a little boy stood before the king's son, a boy in wooden shoes, and with so short a jacket that one could see what long wrists he had. Both knew each other. The boy was that one among the children who could not come because he had to go home and return his jacket and boots to the innkeeper's son. This he had done, and was now going on in wooden shoes and in his humble dress, for the bell sounded with so deep a tone and with such strange power that proceed he must. Why then can we go together? said the king's son. But the poor child that had been confirmed was quite ashamed. He looked at his wooden shoes, pulled at the short sleeves of his jacket, and said that he was afraid he could not walk so fast. Besides, he thought that the bell must be looked for to the right, for that was the place where all sorts of beautiful things were to be found. But there we should not meet, said the king's son, nodding at the same time to the poor boy, who went into the darkest, thickest part of the wood, where thorns tore his humble dress, and scratched his face and hands and feet till they bled. The king's son got some scratches too, but the sun shone on his path, and it was him that we will follow, for he was an excellent and resolute youth. I must and will find the bell, he said, even if I am obliged to go to the end of the world. The ugly apes sat upon the trees and grinned. Shall we thrash him, they said? Shall we thrash him? He is the son of a king. But on he went, without being disheartened, deeper and deeper into the wood, where the most wonderful flowers were growing. There stood white lilies with blood-red stamina, sky-blue tulips, which shone as they waved in the winds, and apple trees, the apples of which looked exactly like large soap bubbles. So only think how the trees must have sparkled in that sunshine. Around the nicest green meads, where the deer were playing in the grass, grew magnificent oaks and beeches, and if the bark of one of the trees was cracked, there grass and long creeping plants grew in the crevices. And there were large calm lakes there too, in which white swans were swimming, and beat the air with their wings. The king's son often stood still and listened. He thought the bell sounded from the depths of these still lakes. But then he remarked again that the tone proceeded not from there, but farther off, from out the depths of the forest.' 